Muli Bwanji from BA. This is a Rorschach Malawi update from the 31st of August 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Subscribers of one of Malawi's telecommunications companies, Telecom Networks Malawi, better known as TNM, will now be able to access cash loans through their mobile phone wallets, locally known as Pamba. Christopher Sukasuka, general manager for TNM Pamba, announced the launch of their low-interest rate loans called the Pamba Kanke, loosely translated as, quote, money push me, unquote, on Friday the 25th. He said the monthly interest rate of the loan is 6%, which is significantly lower than the bank's average interest rate of 20%. However, there are some eligibility requirements to access loans, such as having used Pamba for 90 days, and having updated Know Your Customer, or KYC, details registered with TNM, among others. Know Your Customer details include personal information, such as your ID, phone number, and physical address. Want to know if you qualify for a loan? Link in the show notes. The Malawi and Zambia governments have signed an agreement called the Commercial Agreement, that will allow Malawi to have cheaper internet charges. Internet is accessed through undersea fiber cables or through satellite. The commercial agreement allows Malawi to use Zambia's internet infrastructure since Fibercom already has ties with Namibia and Angola, which have cheaper internet as they are not landlocked countries. This means that Malawi will purchase the internet from either Namibia or Angola and then use fiber cables from Fibercom to bring it into the country. This way, Malawi will save money since it won't have to construct or connect its own fiber optic cables. They will instead pay a reasonable fee to Zambia. To further cement this deal, on Thursday the 24th in Lilongwe, the two governments also signed a Memorandum of Understanding, or MOU, on optic fiber connectivity that will reduce data prices. Kunkuyu, the Malawi Information and Digitalization Minister, told local media that the two countries will be collaborating in areas such as telecommunications and cybersecurity, and that this is just the beginning. Speaking of Moses Kunkuyu, the minister stepped into the debacle between the Malawi Communications Regulatory Authority, or MACRA, at Multi-Choice Malawi. Recall that the two entities have been butting heads over MACRA's refusal to allow multi-choice to increase the prices of its DSTV services to the point where DSTV withdrew its services and closed shop in Malawi. On Thursday the 24th, Kunkuyu wrote to MACRA and ordered them to lift the injunction that stopped multi-choice from increasing its DSTV tariffs and resolve its issues outside litigation. In the letter to MACRA, the ministry said that even though the authority is an independent body, quote, it has become necessary for MACRA to seek direction from them, unquote. Kunkuyu told local media that they have given MACRA an order and that they expect the authority to obey it. However, on Saturday the 26th, Daud Sulman, the director general for MACRA, released a lengthy statement where they said that they are quote, awaiting the court's verdict on the judicial review, unquote, and that they will, 
quote, respect the decision of the court on the matter, unquote. According to the statement, the Ministry of Information and Digitalization has always been involved in MACRA's dealings. Sulman concluded his statement by saying that MACRA is willing to resolve the issue peacefully outside court and welcomes reasonable suggestions that align with relevant laws and licenses. In some grim news, on Wednesday the 30th, the traditional authority Mpama Chiradzulu died. Richard Tumwendo Banda, the Minister of Local Government, Unity and Culture, made the announcement. He said Mpama was in a meeting with other senior traditional leaders at the Capital Hotel in Lilongwe. Mpama told his colleagues he wasn't feeling well and excused himself. A few minutes later, he collapsed outside the meeting room and was rushed to Kamuzu Central Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. A condolences statement on Tiretzulu's District Council's Facebook page revealed that Mpama died from a heart attack. Next up, political activist Von Kalindo was arrested in Lilongwe after he and his colleague, Redson Munlo, were about to hold anti-government protests at the State House on Wednesday the 30th. Munlo told local media that Kalindo got arrested just after the two submitted a court ruling to the Lilongwe District Council that permitted their demonstrations 100 meters away from the State House. Munlo told local media that the police said they arrested Kalindo for his alleged use of illegally connected electricity, but he thinks it's just a plot to stop them from demonstrating. Around 6 p.m., the chief resident magistrate court in Lilongwe ordered the immediate release of Kalindo following the court suspension of his arrest warrant. Unfortunately, Kalindo had been moved from Lilongwe to another station in Salima and then to another one in Duanga when the order came out. His lawyers, Tain Chirwa, confirmed the news and revealed that the court directed the Inspector General of the Police, Kalindo, and other relevant parties to a hearing. Demonstrations were put into question as the executive might do anything to break them up. They got into government through protests and are aware of their power. Healthcare workers at Karonga District Hospital have gone on strike. On Tuesday the 22nd, the workers presented a petition to Karonga District Council to complain about erratic payments and allowances lack of personal protective equipment and an alleged abuse of office by senior staff. They stopped working on Wednesday the 30th to force the council and government to address their grievances. A spot check by local media revealed that the hospital's main gate was closed and had placards, alerting the public that entry was not allowed. Cars carrying patients were being turned back. The workers told local media they will continue to strike until their grievances are sorted out. Abdul Swali Ibrahim Muje, a Mangochi-based civilian, was arrested on Monday the 28th after being found in possession of a deer. Amina Tepani Daudi, the spokesperson for the Mangochi police, said Muje said he owns the deer and has been rearing it. He wanted to sell it. However, Dowdy said deer are a protected species, so Muje was arrested. Muje has been charged and will go to court. 
The police's move was called into question as they might be bored since some villagers usually hunt deer for meat. The fact that deer are a protected species is news to most people. The Sand Music Festival has changed its format for performances. On Tuesday the 29th, Impact Events, the organizers of the festival, said that local artists will headline this year's event and that international artists will come in as supporting acts. Prior to this, it was the other way around. Lucius Banda, the director for Impact Events, said that this will be the norm moving forward. This has caused mixed reactions among the festival's patrons. Some people believe the move will give Malawian artists much-needed exposure, while others think locals are already, quote, fatigued, unquote, by local artists since they have performances every other week. The Sand Music Festival is slated for the 29th of September to the 1st of October in Mangochi. Speaking of Lucius Banda, the veteran musician has released a song titled Chingoni Cha Makolo, meaning, quote, the elders' expression of the Ngoni tribe and culture, unquote. The song has distinct Ngoni features, such as the drums and traditional dance, and even features Ngoni behaviors in its lyrics, such as their love for meat and traditional beer. When I listen to the song, follow the link in our show notes. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We shared Malawi's top stories of the week. Now is your turn to spread the word about these updates. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Bitani, we know.